Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome to our Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, Episode 4, with Joanne Westbrook. Hey, Joanne. Hey, Val. How are you doing? Good, good. And for those of you uh, who have not joined us before, uh, Joanne is our Director of Education and a licensed nursing home administrator, a certified assisted living administrator, a certified <laughs> positive approach to care, dementia care trainer, and a book author. So... Needless to say, if you want to learn about dementia, you're in the right place. Aww, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, you're welcome. And today we're going to talk about dementia, why you want to get a good and complete diagnosis and why it's really, really important to do that. You know, that's um, a topic that comes up all the time and certainly understand why. Uh, we see time and time again how many people are getting misdiagnosed. Yeah. And, you know, it's difficult in the beginning if you haven't even noticed the symptom changes. Mm -hmm. That's where we get into a little bit of trouble. And then, of course, the early stages when they don't think there's anything wrong with them. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to go to the doctor. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and on that note, if you've joined, just joined us and you're not sure as far as like uh, symptom changes, if you want to learn about dementia versus normal aging, the episode before this one, episode three, we're talking all about that. Yeah. So if you have not listened to that, I would recommend listening to that first and then come yes. back to this one. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So let's move along. Um, you know, the first reason in my, uh, you know, my process is that you have to look at the future. The problem with dementia, of course, is that it's terminal. Yeah. So what we know is that you need to make those plans ahead of time because in the moment of crisis, as yeah. we know, everything is so challenging and so very difficult. And Valerie is going to talk later in this episode about a handout that we have. Yes. It's going to help in those moments when you just suddenly can't think anymore, mm -hmm. but you've got it all written down, which to me is absolutely the way to go. But the reason for knowing this, I think, is the progression is different with different dementias. And that's important for you to know how it's going to go in the long run. Mm -hmm. uh, I give you a short example. Uh, let's say uh, Alzheimer's, for instance, might last anywhere from six to 12 years. Mm -hmm. If you have a vascular dementia, it could last three to 30 years. Wow. Now, for families who are not thinking about that, think about the financial aspect of yes, that. Yes, I mean, just the length of care and oh, yeah. care would be yeah. significantly different. It's huge difference. Mm -hmm. And so those, I mean, we talk about that, but finding an elder law attorney mm -hmm. is a great idea because they're very familiar with how to have all the, the systems in place. And that's what you want to do is have your financial uh, situations who is going to be your care provider and the person who's going to give power of attorney? All of those things need to be in place because when you have dementia, there is a certain point where you can no longer ask those questions to that person. 
So while they're still capable and cognitive of what's going on around them, that's when you get the history. So you really need to have all of that. But mm-hmm. let's let's take you back to getting, but that's why. Yes. So let's take you back to the rest. But you have to be able to be in control of this situation because this yeah. is overwhelming, right? Yes. yes. Um, just thinking about what you need to do and what you're going to have to prepare for. That's critical. The other thing about getting a good diagnosis, you know, we're we're going to be talking in another episode about all the different kinds mm-hmm. of dementias. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues that always comes up is medication. Yes. Now, why do you think that becomes such a big issue? Well, I think because, you know, different dementias, I, I, you know, I can't imagine if, I mean, just looking at, let's say, the, the symptoms or behaviors, they're so varied and different that I would think, in essence, I mean, the body chemistry is very different. Exactly. The changes are very different depending on the dementia. So I could imagine the one <laughs> medication that might work for one yes. will not work for another. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny because I have to go back to a, um, a story that I experienced with a family member. Um, who was put on a drug called Haldol. Mm -hmm. Haldol is a really serious drug. And it, to, in my opinion, I didn't even know that they were giving that anymore. It's so bad. Oh, Um, but anyway, so when I spoke with this person in my family and I said, you need to get him off this because this is deadly. It would, it can kill him. Oh gosh. Considering the condition he's in. So, Leading to that, let me tell you why the diagnosis is important. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she had been going to her doctor, their doctor, I should say, both of them, for 30 years. He was an older gentleman, good doctor, good general practitioner, but did not understand dementia in general. So a lot of times when you go and you get a diagnosis, you might have someone say, well, he has some form of dementia. Well, now you're walking away. First of all, you're in shock. Mm-hmm. And then you walk away and you go, what do I do with that? What, what What's my next process? So what happened to my sister was he said she, he had um, Alzheimer's disease. So she went home and she kept him at home, by the way, for seven years. And what began to happen was he was having many changes, constant changes. And then he got to the point where he couldn't talk. Mm. He couldn't walk. And then we got, I when I was speaking to her, I said, you have got to get a good neurologist that knows dementia. And so when she did that, they found out that he had hydrocephalus on the brain. So water on the brain. And if you get it diagnosed early, you can have a stent put in and have the the fluid from the brain drained off and your ability to talk and walk will all come back again. Unfortunately, he had what we call a mix because not only did he have a dementia, he also had the hydrocephalus. So he was so late in his disease, they couldn't do anything about the hydrocephalus. People don't know about that. And that might be another topic for us to discuss. I I mean, I agree. Just just hearing that story, I mean, I think it really shows the utter importance of going early and getting a, a diagnosis from a real specialist. Absolutely. 
And I have to tell you that uh, for the most part, and there's a, there is a, an age at a certain point where people grew up believing that their physician mm-hmm. was like a God. He, if he tells you something, you accept it. Now, here's what now has to change with that. Yeah. You have to become the advocate. Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable, this is the issue that comes round and round again. You have to stand up to that person and you have to tell him what's going on, explain the things that are happening. And, you know, it's really funny because one of the stories that um, I remember hearing from Tifa talking mm-hmm. in class one day, and she mentioned the fact that if your behavior, and by the way, behaviors change back and forth. So here you go, you take your loved one to the doctor. He's sitting there having a conversation and he seems perfectly fine. And the doctor turns and looks at you and says, I'm more worried about you than I am your Um, husband. Now, so here's what you have to do with that. When you go home and that behavior comes up, If you have a phone or tablet, Mm -hmm. film it. Mm -hmm. And then you go back to the doctor and you show him what you're experiencing. And then he's going to say, well, that is a different story. I think that's really smart. It's a visual, isn't it? Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's the, it goes back to the show versus tell if you can, if you can, if they can actually see what's going on. Yeah. It's different because they can in a moment's time come up, suddenly talk, be perfectly fine yeah. and then kapoo was gone again but a lot of that has to do with because you're of the chemistry the chemistry constantly changes so that's why they're different in the morning than mm-hmm. they are in the afternoon than they are at night so that's the trick so make sure wow. you remember to bring your phone yes bring your phone <laughs> bring your phone think about so that just so you can yeah. show it to them because this is really critical um There's lots of different uh, reasons why you want to put all this in place. And I will tell you a little secret about long-term care. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to make sure if you're going to get long-term care insurance, get it before you get a diagnosis. Yes. If you get a diagnosis of dementia, you're not going to get your long-term care. Wow. Yeah. So that's just a little cautionary tale that you need to be aware of. And if you don't have insurance, I mean, long-term care is... Very expensive. It is. It is. Yeah. And even at home, like I said, with my family, I remember the expense of going through all those years. It was devastating. Mm. So, yes, being prepared again, your health care advocate you need to have for sure and your mm-hmm. power of attorney. Um, if you when you talk to your doctor, if you're getting concerns that he's not listening to you uh yes do you know what i mean <laughs> yes um, yes unfortunately I, <laughs> yes a lot of doctors yeah i know they don't because here's the thing you know your loved one and you know what's going on with them because you're with yeah. them all the time yeah. he gets a, a brief little window yeah. um and so you need to be that advocate at that moment you You've got mm-hmm. to talk to him. You've got to be strong enough to do that. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, consider, let's put it this way. If he gives you a blank, okay, I think you have a dementia or I think you have Alzheimer's and you're not really sure that that's really true. This is when you want to go ahead and find yourself a neurologist that specializes in dementia care. Have him do an assessment on your loved one. And that's going to be challenging in the beginning. But what you need to do is is tell your loved one so that it doesn't become all about them. Mm -hmm. 
that both of you are going to have a full physical and you're going to get checked and make sure you're healthy and you just kind of work your way in that way. So, so you're going together yes. and it's not, yes, that's really yeah. smart. Yeah, because you don't want it to be like the spotlight is on yeah. me and there's anything, there's nothing wrong with me, right? Yeah. So if it becomes a partner thing, then that they're more likely to go in and get it done. And that to me is the number one thing. Very but, smart. That's a yeah. great tip. Yeah, because mm -hmm. to me, I think that's um, if you're going to move forward with this and you're going to be the one to take care of it, ooh, that's something you need to do. But here's the other little structure I would say that you really want to think about. Make sure that you get a full physical because there's other things that may be going on. And let's just be sure that you're not saying that it's a dementia if it's something else. So knowing that you get a full physical, medical, psychological, you need the history of this person too. And then you start beginning to see a pattern or a picture. But you want to know, do they have hypertension? Do they have high blood pressure? Uh, are they diabetic? What, what kind of systems are going on in their body? Mm -hmm. Because that also plays into getting a physical. You got to know what you're dealing with. Um, hopefully, if you are the loved one, you know their history. If you don't, then the doctor really is going to be at a loss to know anything about this mm -hmm. person. So that's one of the reasons um, you want to talk about just for a second what this is, this, yes. this handout. Yes. So we have a handout for you guys that you can uh, download free on our website at uh, www.pineseducation.org forward slash personal health. It's www.pineseducation.org forward slash personal health. And what it is, it's a really neat sheet that I think was put together by a nurse. It was. Right? But for her father at yes. home. Yeah. Yeah. And she was caring for him. And, and, and you know, being a nurse and being aware of all the things that could possibly happen, she developed the sheet that goes over all sorts of things, you know, like a person's medicines, dosage, the reason they're on it, uh, the time they get their medications, uh, other advisories, their social history, um, their medical history, surgical history. And so it's a it's a sheet where if you're a caregiver, if you have that sheet and, and if you look at it, you're going to be like, wow, this is a lot of work. But I think if you set, if you set it up once and save right. it right. and you just update it accordingly, it's going oh, to be the huge. best tool you, you could possibly have in a case of crisis oh yes or if let's say you're changing doctors and you want to give the doctor an overview right uh, what is going on and what's been done in the past and which medications they're on so you don't have to remember everything yeah so if you have this, this little sheet and we're going to give it to you as a handout and i'm going to put up a version that's a sample so you can see how, how you want to fill it up. in and then there's going to be a blank Perfect. form so the exact same form but where you can then fill in your own data yeah. and, and save it you know and so that in case god forbid something were to happen let's hope it doesn't but you can just print a sheet hand it to the emergency right. personnel and say here make you know, lots of copies yes here's the thing yeah uh in a crisis really important if you wind up in the er if you wind up getting an ambulance if you wind up in the hospital it doesn't matter what happens but doctor especially mm -hmm. You've got copies already set aside. So you pick that copy up and you said, here you go. This is my the story. Yeah. This is his story. Yeah. 
And especially in a hospital setting or a place where, you know, they are not real good, by the way, we'll do a program on hospitals. Yes. But they're not good at that. Uh, their deal is to cure you. And that's it. Yeah. They don't understand the dementia piece. But anyway, that's a fabulous form. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that because I feel like this is going to be very, very helpful to other people. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is you need a neurological uh, assessment also to make sure you know what's going on. Uh, a cardiac exam, but especially get blood work because that can show a lot of detail about what's going on in the body as well. Mm -hmm. um, I My number one thing, and I will just tell you, medication is scary. So make sure you have the list of medications you have, because that form will help the doctor mm -hmm. go, oh, you know what? I better not give him that one because it would mix with that particular yes. drug. That's huge. Just to avoid adverse reaction mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. medications. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the person really needs to explain if they have allergies or anything. So oh, yes. all of that uh, has to be written up on yeah. there. Right. Uh, yep. And so that's a critical piece to that. If you can, uh, if you can afford to do it, and I'm not sure if all the insurance would pay for this, but um, an MRI or a PET, a PET scan or uh, a CT, one of those will show you the chemistry and it'll show you what's going on. And that can sort of eliminate a lot of the you know, other diseases that they might have, but it'll certainly give you some insight. It could be that they have a tumor. It could be a, a mass on the brain. So let's be clear before we make a diagnosis that it's really dementia. Mm -hmm. um, we want a good physical health, and that's the most important thing that you can possibly do. You can see how that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. So um, if you really feel like this doctor is not helping you and you're not, and he's not listening to you or whatever, or, or maybe the ego gets in the way, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, if you feel like the options are not appropriate, then this is when you need to go ahead and make that decision, move on, uh, get someone that you feel. And, you know, sometimes if you go to a support group or if you have an opportunity to speak to other people who have gone through this, Sometimes they have great information mm -hmm. for you and can give you the name of someone locally that can help you out too. Yes. There are more and more people dealing with this every day. So somebody else, you know, can be very helpful. Yes. So basically this to me is your list. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is kind of what you need your pattern of things to do, but you keep a priority list for the doctor. And that's what we just talked about. That list over there is perfect. If you want to keep a separate medication log, you can, or you can enter it in this one. Depending on yes. how often it gets changed, you want to make sure you update it. Yes. That's critical because you, you want to make sure that's true. Here's a little piece of advice that um, I have found to be helpful for the physicians. Um, when you see behavior changes, uh, make sure you sort of keep a log of that. And see if things are going up or down or if mm -hmm. there's a certain time of the day because it sort of also helps you begin to see what kind of dementia is going on with that as well. So behaviors change throughout the day because, again, you know, it's chemistry, chemical in there and structural, lots of things going on. But um, from what I'm thinking right now, I would say always be open to hear other people. Yes, because they sometimes have great advice because you know what? You go to a support group, mm -hmm. 
And all of a sudden, somebody across the room has exactly the same problem you're dealing with, but she has a solution wow. that you might not have thought of. Support groups are Support great. Support groups yeah. are fantastic. But just make sure if you're going to do a diagnosis that you're going to be the detective. You're in charge now. You're the advocate. Mm -hmm. So you stand up for your loved one and you make sure that if this doctor doesn't do what they need to do, you go find another one that will. Mm -hmm. Because this this person's life is now in your hands and you are the person that can control that. So that's my advice. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. I mean, it's, it hits home. It does. Know, for me, yeah. I mean, because... You know, a lot of doctors are really good. They're really great. But unfortunately, and then there are those who just don't listen, you know, or they don't believe you, which is hard because if yeah. you're caring for somebody, you yeah. know, you're the, like, you're on the front lines. You know That's what's right. going on. And to have a doctor that started to say, I hate to say it, doubts you yes. or something, you know what, then maybe he's not the right person. Exactly. To have in your care team. That's that right. Yeah. See, and that's a perfect uh, comment because it is a care team. Mm -hmm. You may He may be perfectly good for your general practitioner, but when it comes to a specialty such as this, you need to have that particular doctor, and yeah. that's the one that you need to have. Yeah. So don't be afraid to stand up Yeah. because it's all about getting the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, I Val. Think tremendous information for a lot of people, and, and um, that, that sheet is going to be really helpful for you. Uh, like I said, it's at www.pineseducation.com dot org forward slash personal health and what i will do too is i will include the link in the show notes that, oh, that would be yeah, awesome so yeah. that you can access it right away and and if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to us you know yes. we, we'd love to hear from you um our email address is info at pines and Give us your feedback, your questions. You know, if for some reason you didn't catch the link, we'll send it to you. Absolutely. And, uh, and we would love any any ideas that you have or that if you feel like that we're not covering something yep. that you need to hear about, um, please feel free to send us an email because we'll be happy to get back with you and, mm -hmm. and have that conversation. Okay. And uh, I think we're going to be talking next about. Yes. So uh, episode number Five, I think it's going to be. Wow, we're moving on. <laughs> we're going to talk about the different types of dementia because there are many, unfortunately, and they're very greatly, and the care for each varies greatly. And so, you know, does your preparation varies? I mean, there's just, whew, you, it's you, a lot. <laughs> So, all right. Well, I hope you'll join us for that episode. And thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we hope to welcome you back soon. Sounds great. Right. Thank you thank so you. much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.